Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 230, entitled Predictions for E3 2021. My name is Steve, but I am also joined by our amazing co-hosts, as always, Barry and Greg. Thanks for joining us. Barry, how's it going? It's going well. It's It's been a busy two weeks, uh, not only in gaming, but just in life, and uh just looking forward to sitting here and talking video games with you guys. Absolutely. And Greg, how, how have you been the last couple of weeks? I'm doing very good. I've been trying to play some catch up and then all those uh, Switch Pro rumors are going rampant. So that's gotten me beyond <laughs> excited. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. So we're going to talk about our predictions tonight uh, for E3 2021. We're, we'll talk a little rumors as well, of course, because that's just kind of kind of just mixes in there, of course. Uh, there has been several news things that have happened the last uh, couple of weeks. So we're going to be uh, chatting about um, and some some stuff that kind of hits hits a little close to home with uh, Barry's other like side venture. Uh, in addition to his Nintendo Fuse stuff, he's got you know his uh, publishing company. So we'll get to hear all about uh, what Premium Edition Games has been up to, and uh, they. They had, a, they had a video. If you haven't checked it out, you should do that. Uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> later. Um, but uh, quite a bit of things we're going to talk about in this episode of the podcast. If you are brand new, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, hit that subscribe button on wherever you're listening. Whether it's your podcast, favorite podcast app or service out there. Maybe you're watching us on YouTube live or after the fact. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the the like button, the bells, all those different things that uh, are out there to just sign up and uh, be sure to also share it with other people. That's a that's a huge help to us. And uh, we just love growing this community. So make sure you do uh, do all those things that just helps us. And we would be so grateful. If you've not done so yet, please join us on social media. Uh, you can find us at Nintendo Fuse at on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Great place to, to join our community. And speaking of our community, you should also join our Discord. It's a great place to chat in between our episodes. You'll see the screen, uh, the link on the screen, and also in the show notes in the podcast, but also in the description here on YouTube. And uh, yeah, just a great way for you guys to connect to each other for us to connect with you and uh yeah we just love our growing audience speaking of our audience uh we have a live audience right now in our chat because we do record this ep these uh, episodes live on youtube so you can tune in when we record them on tuesday evenings uh 8 30 eastern time and uh 5 30 pacific time and you know, you figure out the ones in between, which includes Greg and I. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd love for you guys to to join us live when we do that. Our uh, next podcast, actually, just a, a, a programming note, our next episode, so episode 231, if you do want to tune in live, we're going to be an hour earlier than normal. So those times that I just told you are not uh, going to apply next time. So we're actually going to be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and 4.30 uh, p.m. Um, East uh, Pacific time. So just an hour earlier than normal for episode 231, if you want to tune in live. And that episode, we're going to talk all about uh, our reactions to E3. So by that point, E3 will be kind of in the rearview mirror, and we're going to be talking all about uh, what we what we saw, what we heard, and uh, discuss that all in episode 231. Um, if you are joining us live, we'd love to know what you guys think about any of the things that we talk about in this episode. So be sure to 
throw your uh, your comments, your thoughts, what you've been playing, all those different things in the live chat. But if you're watching after the fact, you can still do that in the comments. We'd love to uh, to hear what you guys think about everything that we talk about tonight, especially your predictions. So get those ready. Uh, before we jump into any of our predictions, any of the news, any of that stuff, let's talk about what we have been playing. And uh, first, we're going to go to Barry. Barry, what have you been up to? Uh, I have not had as much time to play games this past two weeks due to real life and doing some major renovations on, on my game room and uh, trying to get some stuff done. So because of that, I am behind where I would have liked to have been. Uh, but I'm just going to start it off with uh, PS4. I'm still playing Dankarampa 2, Goodbye Despair. I'm towards the end of the game. I really had planned to have beaten this game by then. But uh, just I just did not get as much time uh, to play it. It's still fantastic. This is a great series, and I look forward to finishing uh, the rest of the games. But if you like like the Phoenix Wright style uh, visual novels mixed with the Zero Escape style visual novels, um, definitely give this one a shot. Um, another reason I haven't had as much time to play that is on the PC end. Final Fantasy XIV got a major update with patch 5.55. Uh, lots of new content that I'm actually interested in, so I've been playing that a little bit more than usual. And on the mobile end, I'm still doing Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. As for the Switch, uh, still doing Animal Crossing, although just really more maintenance login. I did like the May thing with the museums and stuff like that. Uh, I played a little bit of Fighting EX Layer, Another Dash, which on the Switch is free, but you only get four characters. But I, I played through the arcade and uh, it, it played really well. It was a lot of fun. Uh, interestingly, Terry from Fatal Fury is here. And, and uh, for, for those that don't know Fatal Fury or King of Fighters, Smash Brothers is in the game, but he is not one of the four playable characters uh, via the free version. But I don't know if it's still free, but I decided to check that out. Uh, I also played Sakura Succubus 1 and 2, which I'll be talking about uh, in a little more detail in a bit, as well as Awesome P 1 and 2. Uh, now, for those of you that uh, aren't aware, and, and Steve did allude to this, that I am uh, working with Premium Edition Games to publish uh, physical games for the Switch. They're normally digital. And uh, Awesome P1 and 2 are two of the games on our Pigeon Dev Games collection. And for those of you that have ordered that and did, did get the Deluxe, which is the biggest version, uh, they're still waiting for their copy. Um, we've had to wait for ships to come in and, and things are finally starting to come in. But I wanted to show off to you guys, I got the Deluxe box. And what's really cool is this. This is something else. So I wanted to show this off to you guys. This is awesome. And it's, it's pretty hefty in terms of size. And it is gorgeous and inside of this you'll see this is what you get this is a slip case so this whole thing everything just slips right out and the first thing you'll get is this neo geo size case and inside here you'll get the retro edition which is in an nes box as well as the steelbook the soundtrack a pin uh the the actual game itself a bunch of goodies will be in this. This is right now empty because this is just the uh, the versions they sent us to check and make sure that everything is going well. However, in addition to that, with all the games, you're going to get our premium guide. And this 
if you've ever used like a strategy guide on video games before, you know the joy of like sitting there playing with the guide open. You don't really get that these days with the internet. This guide is a hardcover. It is shiny and glossy. The, the pages are lined with silver, all sides. Has a bookmark ribbon. And inside, I'll show you some pages. It is complete for all four games. You're getting the guides for all four games, information, anything you need to know, but you're not just getting that. So if you go into, I think it's the beginning of the book, you actually get an interview with the developer and the history behind the games and how they got created to begin with. But then if you go to the very back, you also get the history of the physical and how this whole package came to be, everyone involved, how you know the, the concept art stuff that was never actually used, like the original cover and stuff like that. Uh, it's just really cool. So this is actually a full telling and history on the entire um, Pigeon Dev Games collection, the games, as well as the physical product. And uh, we still have some of these in stock, or at least you know ready to be ordered, um, but they are running out. And I just want to show people this is really cool stuff and uh, high quality. Uh, so I thought that'd be really cool to show off. And if you haven't got it yet, I think once people start getting them in hand, unboxing them, I do think they will sell out quickly. So if you are a physical collector like myself, you like that old school guides, uh, I do recommend uh, checking them out. But I did want to show that with you because that just arrived last week. Nice, nice, that's really cool. Greg, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm still doing Animal Crossing. As Barry said, it's pretty much maintenance mode. I just did like the museum thing once so I can have the art trophy from doing the stamp rally. So that was pretty much it. I ordered myself the cheese wheel and it was just like kind of doing over some light weeding and that was basically about it. We're still not really doing much more with the island and it's just kind of very slow and painful uh, maintenance. So it it there. Um, I gave the Metopia demo a shot. I didn't play it on the 3DS, but I did download it for free on the Switch. Um, my daughter was actually very interested to try it. She's like, oh, daddy, what's this game? I'm like, oh, it's just a free demo. And like, oh, download it on mine. So she's already beaten the demo like four times. And I went through the entire demo once on my own Switch, just so I could just say that I've also played the demo, but she has a lot of fun creating different me characters for all the different roles. And then she's already adapted to the battle system to figure out like, oh, this is kind of how you use the different jobs. And she's already played as all the jobs already. So it's kind of neat. It was a lot better than I was expecting. So it might be something that we look into more down the road, or maybe we'll just get the copy from the library to continue on forward when it arrives in a few weeks. So we'll see where to go from there. Um, then I also finally jumped into Age of Calamity. Haven't played it since the demo, which was right around when the game came out. Um, what kind of sparked this is there was like a very quick deal. If you happen to have an Australia account, you could get the expansion pass for free. So I kind of wanted to actually have a chance to finally play the game. So um, I got through the first few missions and I got Daruk on my side and it was pretty fun controlling the giant uh, Divine Beast, which is 
something you don't really even get to do in the original game. So definitely looking forward to um, helping out the other three champions and continuing on there in the weeks to come. A few more games I've been playing with my daughter are uh, Splatoon 2 and Among Us. So, I mean, we finally got into playing a few more multiplayer matches and being in the same room, and it's kind of fun going through there. It's pretty much just kind of leveling up a few more times. I'm up to like level seven finally. <laughs> so, um, as I've said on previous podcasts, I normally haven't played multiplayer, but now it's my chance to finally level up a little bit. And then she was kind of, we got back into Among Us for some reason. So we were trying that out and downloaded the update. And again, we were in the same room and no one really knew what was going on. They like updated it to make it easier to do the chat options, but it's also kind of complex in a way. They made like a wheel, kind of like the Mario Maker items. So then you can kind of like sort by like statements, responses, and accusations and other things. And so it makes it a little bit easier, but it's also kind of harder to navigate to kind of figure out which options are where. So like a quick chat kind of thing. Yeah. And plus they use like the actual player's name. So you have to kind of know what color they are as well because normally I felt like the last time I played it was like oh it's green and it was that's much easier than trying to remember like oh this was player one two three four five like right right that's kind of the whole point of there being just different colored people because that's that's easier just to call them by their color yeah so a lot of the times I'd be in the middle of writing a message like oh wait who was it again like oh I have to go oh yeah it was white and white is player xyz and like so go back in and change it. So it makes it kind of harder to communicate in a way. But other than that, it was still kind of fun to play in the same room. And I got to be the imposter and killed everyone but my daughter. So then she got to be on the ship with me, just the two of us together. So <laughs> imposter one. <laughs> <laughs> um, then pretty much the few of the same ones from last time. 3DS still playing Sacred Stones, got up to Chapter 10 on both Erica route and Ephraim route so just having a chance to replay that from the Game Boy Ambassador games we got forever ago then still on mobile still doing Fire Emblem Heroes and still plugging away at Mario Run. I got all the purple coins and I have a nice fancy purple coin badge next to my name and now I've also passed uh, Steve and the list of total number of toads so I'm finally uh, number three on my friends list only behind Barry and like a Twitter <laughs> someone else that I play that have like over 10,000 so not the third highest nice you'll catch me i'm sure because i haven't played it in years yep nice nice cool well let's go to the chat real quick and see what they've been up to uh looks like yeah if you guys you guys are already talking quite a bit over here uh jesse glenn says all he can say is uh play the messenger so great and dlc is phenomenal um also jakester said he's been playing a lot of xenoblade uh and then uh the newest fate grand order events uh genshin impact events and that's kind of it dave says he's been playing uh persona 5 strikers and famicom detective club and started playing mad max on the ps4 and uh jakester also did some grinding in dragon <laughs> quest 11 to get some jades to get jades op skills <laughs> Nice. 
So yeah, if you haven't uh, yet, uh, let us know what you've been playing in the chat, uh, or you can let us know after the fact uh, in the comments. Uh, as I was telling the guys uh, before we started recording, uh, my list is a lot longer this week. Um, it's uh, usually just um, Rocket League. But uh, yes, I haven't played in Rocket League, but I, I broke away from Rocket League and uh, got some time with some other games. So I did try out two demos. Um, games that I had said on previous podcasts that I really wanted to uh, check out. Uh, so one of those is uh, R-Type Final 2. And uh, the demo is so stinking short, it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, and it's basically like, I think how I, how I would describe uh, R-Type Final 2 is it's a really pretty version of past R-Type games with some extra stuff that's probably not needed um, like cutscenes. I don't really need cutscenes in our type. Just let me shoot the ships and the, the aliens and move on to the next level. I don't need all that stuff. Um, and then there's like all this like museum and you can have all the, you know, customize your ships and all that stuff and everything. It's cool. But like, I just want to shmup. Like that's why I play our type. So that's cool. But um, it's a lot of extra stuff that probably didn't need to be in there. And, uh, and the final two also, like, it, it just seems like it's very similar to past R type games. Like it's kind of recycling a lot of stuff too. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm in it and I'm getting the, the full thing, but as I've said before, it's great that, uh, that demos do exist. Speaking of demos, I don't think you can actually find this demo, uh, anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, luckily, luckily, I guess, I don't know what the word right correct word for that is but anyway i already had it on my switch and uh we talked about this game how long ago like three oh, yeah. months ago march maybe? It's march i think it was, it was at yeah. least two months ago if not three uh, and uh jakester had some strong feelings about this game and uh so now i've finally i've checked out the uh the demo of balan wonderland and uh yeah wonderworld wonderworld sorry <laughs> i i always do that even when I was like searching for it yesterday to see if the demo still existed, I call I searched for Wonderland. So Balan Wonderworld. Um, yeah, I can't really say much that, that has not been said before. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I wrote this down because I felt like this was a um, this was this is the exact same. This is the thought that came to my mind when I was playing this. This is the best produced shovelware game on the Switch. That's, that's exactly what I felt when I was playing this thing. Um, the cinematics, oh my gosh, the cinematics are fantastic, but the game is awful. <laughs> like, I just want the cinematics alone. They're polished. They look amazing. I, I don't understand a thing of what's going on in this game. It's weird, um, but I'll, I'll chalk that up. It's just, you know, it's a weird experience. You know, I don't understand everything, but the cinematics, oh my gosh. And so as I'm watching them, I'm getting into Like I already was turned off a little bit by the, the menu. Like, and that's weird when it's, when it says like, like when you're going through a menu of a game and you're like, mm, I'm already kind of turned off. The menu experience is awful. Again, A, B, X, Y only does select. B doesn't go back. I, I, it's a, it's just awful. But, but then the <laughs> cinematics start in and I'm like, I don't know what people are talking about. This game looks fantastic. And then it all fades away when the <laughs> gameplay kicks in. <laughs> and it's just so confusing and weird. And, uh, 
And yeah, the whole button, I don't know, why, why, why would you do such a thing and make just every button on the on the controller do the same thing? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and uh, the frame rate drops, and I was about ready to puke uh, about a, hmm, halfway into the first chapter. Um, but, With the level popping in like that as you oh, walk? Yeah, it was... <laughs> Oh, man. And yeah, it, I, I'm like, I'd want the camera just a little bit high. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I had a similar experience to everybody else. Um, and it's really sad that the they took away the, the demo. The music's really good and the cinematics <laughs> are really good. Uh, like Jakester said in the chat, it would make an amazing silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. Um, so, well, if the music yeah. is good, maybe not necessarily silent. But just probably just make a better well, movie than an actual lack game. of dialogue. Right. Silent right. movie still has, you know, it can still do musical. Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> Jaster asked, "What about the rumble going nuts when other levels wake open up?" Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's weird. And then there's like these spots that just pop up. In the background, I thought I was supposed to like it was trying to like say, oh, go over there. No, I think they're just like in time with the music that has nothing to do with what's going on. And the 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 um, the NPCs are just like there and then they disappear when you walk up by them. Yep. You think you're supposed to talk to them, but no. And then all of a sudden the farmer turns into this monster. It's just weird. Um but I can get weird. I can get behind that if if it made sense in some way. But then the gameplay just like was horrible. And so, yeah. What What did you think of the Bowen QuickTime events? I, they just came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> like I guess it made it make sense. But then all of a sudden I was like, what? And it doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, in the, in the demo, I guess it wouldn't matter, really matter. I guess maybe in the game. But like I accidentally messed up and I, I was done. Kicked out moved on um because i just accidentally hit one of the buttons although it tells you b um you can hit any of them um <laughs> <laughs> so because i did i accidentally hit a or something like that and it, it just yeah it's just dumb so don't pick up the game and uh <laughs> it's really unfortunate you can't try the demo anymore unless you have it already uh, anyway, I spent way too much time talking about that game because I've also, uh, I did a little mini review of the Battle in Wonderworld, uh, demo. Um, also played some Knockout City and, uh, I know you guys told me that it was a game I was probably going to enjoy. I didn't really think I was going to, uh, you were right. I was wrong. And, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm already leveled up to, I think level five or whatever. I only spent maybe an hour or two playing, but, uh, but yeah, it's a really fun game. And uh, really enjoying it, um, playing it on Xbox because, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah, I don't think uh, it'd be a good game on Switch at all. <coughs> mm, excuse me, and take a drink. Really, it has you uh, all choked up. <laughs> I'm glad you you liked it. Though. I figured you would when I saw the trailer. I was like, that's a that's a game Steve would probably enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He's almost dying, dying over there. Look at that. <laughs> Knockout <laughs> City. See, he's knocked out. <laughs> knocked the wind right Swallowed out. Swallowed wrong. Shazam. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I played some Knockout City and uh, also played uh, a game that we're going to get to talk about in um, next episode. <clears throat> Sorry, quite a bit. Good thing is Barry's going to be talking in just a second and I can recover uh, while he's talking. <laughs> Um, but, uh, played, uh, long ago, a puzzle tale as well. 
So um, got a couple hours in with that. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that a lot in the next episode. So uh, Barry, yeah, <clears throat> bail me out and uh, I'm going to hopefully get my voice to recover. And uh, you can talk about a couple games that you've been playing in a little little review here in the podcast. Yes. So what we've been doing lately is we've been doing these game chat uh, reviews during the podcast uh, over the past few episodes. And this one's no different. In fact, this one's actually going to be two episodes or two games. Uh, so uh, Gamuzumi reached out to me. They did the Legend of Talia game that I reviewed two episodes back. And they said, hey, uh, would you like to review our latest game? I said, sure, why not? So they sent me a code for Sakura Succubus. And uh, this company does visual novels, which is what this is. Uh, and a lot of them are lewd. Um, so I was really expecting this to be nothing but a lewd story uh, with lewd images. And while they were lewd images, there was actually more decent than I expected in terms of the, uh, the quality of the images. Like, I was like, all right, does, is this going to be like downright pornographic? And it wasn't. Um, like it showed nothing really pornographic, which I was very shocked about. Um, the story is also not what I was expecting. Uh, when I think of a succubus, I think of a standard, you know, demon woman who will lure a man in, you know, have sex with them and kill them. So I'm like, oh man, what's, what's going to happen with this? And you play the role of a, a, a photographer who works for a newspaper and, uh, you're, you're tasked with covering a concert. And uh, for, a, for a Japanese idol, and you're like, oh, you know, you're, you're covering it. And uh, things don't go well. It goes really poorly for you. And you wind up meeting this woman in a bar. And, uh, you know, you're talking to the woman and everything. And th one thing leads to another. Two adults, you know, things happen. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine, normal. Nothing going wrong. And then the second time you meet this woman, she reveals to you that she's actually a succubus. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's going to die. This guy is dead. Like, I'm just waiting for, like, the, the fangs to come out. But no, it, they, they actually explain in this world, succubus are a little bit different in the sense that they uh, crave attention. They crave affection. They, and they, they want power, but they don't want to kill people. They just really, they just want affection. And now all these succubus just start coming out of nowhere, and they start glomming onto uh, your main character. And they're like, I was like, wait, wait, hold on. And like my wife starts watching this and she's laughing. She's like, wait, how many does he have at this point? You know, one wants to be a wife, one wants to be a boyfriend, one wants to be a mom. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, and they're all vying for this guy's attention. And I'm like, this is actually kind of an in enjoyable story because it's funny. Like I can see this being an anime and it ends in a cliffhanger. Like it ends kind of just like, boom, okay, it's over. And I'm like, huh, like it was about two two and a half hours so it's not like a a terribly long story there are some choices in this one that actually did better than legend of talia because it does allow you to go backwards so i'm like oh let me go backwards and see if there were differences and there's actually some differences um not huge you know mass effect style differences but still differences and it was actually an enjoyable adventure for for two and a half hours and it it actually I wasn't sure if I was like, I'm going to do both these games. Do I really want to do both these games? I, I had enough enjoyment after the first game that I was like, all right, I'll, I'll start the second. Let's, let's do it because I had to anyways, but I wasn't dreading it. Uh, so the second game uh, that I talked about was Succubus, or Succubus 2. 
and the second game picks up right when the first one ends. So if you play play the, there's like a little bit of a recap, but if you if you uh, have played the first one, second one picks up, and uh, now there's a new succubus introduced and you're actually it kind of like builds on the lore like here's the succubus world and they start talking about the hierarchy and how the world works and it's really kind of interesting and they they it, it almost becomes more world building than you know let's throw women at this guy not saying that doesn't happen and there's a there's actually a, a fifth succubus that comes in so now there's five girls all vying for attention and they're all of different quality and they're all different uh you know ways they get attention it's not just like they're not all like sex crazed and and one of the things i do describe is the reason they're off to this guy is because of his scent which is kind of weird and, and my wife saw this and heard that and described it as a a male version of twilight because apparently i like can twilight the the vampires were after bella because of his scent or something like that I, I didn't see it or read the books but that's what she told me so if that's wrong Blame her. But that's what this is. It's like, he, you know, this, this one boy, the character you play, like, has this scent, and it just drives these succubus crazy, and they just want his attention. And it's really interesting because of how they actually they, they carry the story. It's not just like, we're just going to throw women for no reason. They're all popular in their own way. They're all working to as humans to really do jobs one's like i said one's an idol one's a businesswoman one's a, a media star like a social media star one's a tennis player one's a, an actress so they they have that that love and affection from humans uh naturally just just without you know sex involved but there there's still sex scenarios and there's uh there's definitely suggestive things and suggestive images um and it, it's all it's almost comical um, you just, you can't really take it seriously. You just have to take it as this is like a, like a anime, like a, just a, a funny anime. And it does again lead into a cliffhanger which, for the third game, which I don't know if the third game's done yet or if it's on Switch or if they want to reach out to me and say, oh, here's the third game. I mean, I would actually do it because like they're teased more world building in the third game. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any spoilers in case you want to do it. This one I feel is about the same length, two and a half, maybe three hours. Um, but again, it's, it's really mostly reading with a few choices and uh, it was entertaining. It was more entertaining than I expected it to be. And it was definitely more entertaining to me than the legend of Talia, which I, I reviewed from them first. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks uh, to the developers and uh, publishers for getting us those review codes and uh, for giving Barry a chance to get those reviews out. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll see some more from uh, future future games that way as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jakester Jakester has some thoughts around this whole game uh, <laughs> as well. And then uh, yeah, that's another thing. Like it's on the Switch, so you know it's not going to be porn, like truly pornographic. Nintendo had to approve this game, <laughs> right? Right. However, uh, we do know that if you, if you didn't notice, like you know, all those games uh, there. It's funny actually. The the first one I think is is rated. It shows rated M, but then the the trailer says it's rated T. So I don't really get it. But the second one's definitely rated M uh, for both of them. So. Um, just take note. I know we have some younger listeners as well, um, and uh, <laughs> and all those things. So, uh, yeah, this, this is not for like the kid to to definitely play, but you know, I'd say teenager or something. 
Uh, I can see fun. I can see this even being done as like a rom-com almost, you know, like, like just a, like through Ryan Reynolds is the guy and just have women just throwing themselves. Why are all these women throwing themselves at me and all that stuff? And I can see it actually being a type of comedic movie, just what's going on. Um, but, but it is interesting with the world building. And like I said, I'll, I'll admit when I went into this, I'm thinking this is not going to be fun. This is going to be like four to five hours of my time that I'm probably not going to get back. And I'm, I'm doing it for the sake of review. And, and uh, I was entertained. So I didn't, I didn't like look at the clock and go, when is this over? I was like, oh, this is actually kind of entertaining as a funny story, taking it for what it is, not, you know, anything else, but like, this is just funny scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, just, uh, as a, another programming note as well, exciting news. We have a giveaway. Uh, we're going to be, uh, giving some more information on our social media. So if you haven't followed us on social media, I'll put those links up again at Nintendo fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're specifically going to do this one on our Twitter. So if you haven't followed us on, uh, on <laughs> at Nintendo fuse on Twitter, be sure you do that. Uh, but, uh, Barry, give us a little more information about what game are we going to give away and, uh, and what the, is this game about uh yes yeah, so we are going to give away a game that you actually talked about uh steve we're going to be giving away long ago a puzzle tale it is a puzzle action game um i haven't had a chance to play it because i've been busy you're the one who actually played it but uh it looks really really cool it just came out may 28th uh so last week as of the time of this recording and uh, the developers reached out to us. They said, hey, you know, we would you like to review the game? And I, we all have code, so we're all going to be playing it for the next episode. And they were very kind enough to say, hey, we have a code. Would you like to give away to your listeners? And we were, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be doing a Twitter giveaway. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you can check out our Twitter to to see how you can win that game and we're going to uh yeah we're announcing it right now we'll put out the details uh maybe later tonight or tomorrow at the at the latest um but uh yeah it'd be one of those find the game or find the tweet retweet it like it all that stuff and uh you'll get entered in there all those details are going to be at nintendo fuse so um if it's not up at the time uh that you're listening to this um it will be very very soon and uh if you do those things to get qualified um we will pick the winner on our next episode so episode 231 will pick, pick that winner uh announce it live and uh yeah hopefully maybe that will be you so if you are interested in the game make sure uh you do check out uh check out their site and everything you can find out more information about the game but uh yeah you might actually get a chance to to win it uh if you follow us on uh twitter so thanks uh again to yeah to the developers publishers for uh for making that available for for you all our listeners um and uh yeah just spoiler alert, it's uh I'll, we'll get into our uh, full full review next episode but it's 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 a fun game it's especially if you like puzzles so all right well now it's time to turn our attention toward e3 uh, it is almost E3 time. Last year, we did not have this experience. Um, we didn't have the opportunity to discuss what we think is going to happen in E3, but lo and behold, E3 has returned June 12th through the 15th. It's going to be happening. 
online, um, but it's still happening. So, uh, so we're going to talk about our predictions and uh, maybe maybe some of those predictions are going to bring up some rumors and kind of discussion around all of that. And then uh, eventually we'll get into some of the other news that's happened. But we wanted to spend uh, a, a little bit of time tonight uh, just kind of talking about our our predictions, expectations of what we're, we uh, we hope to see at E3 2021. So each of us have Three predictions. Uh, we're going to kind of go through uh, just one at a time, and uh, you know, some of them might spark some discussion. There may be some that we agree on. May, there may be some things that uh, we disagree on. Um, so, just going to be a, a fun discussion. If you guys have any of your own predictions or hopes, dreams, excite uh, things you're excited for uh, around E3 2021, make sure you let us know in the live chat. But also, you can let us know in the comments after the fact. Uh, and uh, also Discord, social media, all those sort of things as well. Um, but uh, Barry, you want to get get us kicked off with what you're uh, you're hoping for or your your predictions? I don't know. I, I guess that could be the same thing, but not necessarily. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> uh, so yeah. predictions for E3. Uh, give us one of them, Barry. Uh, yeah. So uh, I feel last year without E3 2020. The Mario 35th presentation that we had, the Mario 35th Direct, was supposed to be earlier. I feel like it was supposed to be in an E3, and uh, they just kind of pushed it towards the September just because that's when things were going to come out. So I do really feel this time, as part of the presentation, there will at least be one celebration of an anniversary, one little section devoted, whether it be Zelda, Metroid, or anything else. I do feel we will see the equivalent of what Mary 35 had in the E3 presentation. So if it's, you know, maybe you'll extend it instead of like a 30 minute presentation, 45 or an hour long, however long they do it. Mm -hmm. But I do feel a section of that will be devoted to some type of anniversary. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Probably Zelda. Would you, would you say if you, if you had to put money on it, I'd say, Zelda? I'd say Zelda would be stronger just because of breath of the wild too. However, there's also Metroid prime four. So both of those games have strong possibilities. And then donkey Kong, I think it's an anniversary as well this year. I think it's the 40th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's, there's the rumor of a new donkey Kong game. And, you know, there's a couple, a couple games or series have anniversaries this year. So who knows? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Greg, how about one from you? All right. Well, this is my three wants that I put on for mine that I'll be going through. So I don't know how realistic all of them are. They're just <laughs> stuff that I would absolutely, obviously love to see. So with that preface, um, I guess piggybacking onto the Zelda, I really think we'll get a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer and also the a release date slash window period. So I'm thinking that it will probably be a holiday 2021 title. I think from based on the rumors and stuff that I've heard, I think it's pretty much about ready to go. And I think they kind of learned how they introduced the first one. And then it was like years before like we even really saw anything else and all that jazz. So they only had that little teaser this time around. And now it's, I think it's, it's going to get flushed out and included in the E3 show this year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Jigster just says, let's hope it's better than the mess that Summer Games Fest was last year. Um, I think it should be. I hope so. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, as far as my predictions go, uh, normally it's funny that uh, I'm looking at them and and going, well, some of them could have been considered safer than others, but I I feel like in a way they're almost all safe now, except for maybe one of them. Um, but I'm going to go with one that I actually, uh, this is a prediction for 2021 uh, that we made uh, several episodes ago. I'm just going to bring it back. Um, I think Game Boy Advance is going to be announced for Switch Online. I think, uh, you know, SNES was uh, announced at E3 past. I think uh, Game Boy Advance would be um, the next one. And it makes sense to announce that this year. So Game Boy Advance moving to Switch Online. And uh, maybe maybe they'd, it, they'd have some fun and, you know, launch it with the the same games that we got for the uh, ambassador program or something like that um but uh but yeah i think gba is going to be showing up on the the switch online and i think it's going to be like one of those things that like yeah today after the presentation you can uh you'll you'll be able to find it on the on the eShop. so yeah that's what i think uh it's gonna happen barry how about you next one um, my uh, next one actually ties in um, that I do think, even though we just had the Nintendo Switch Online games, actually on our last podcast two weeks ago when they announced uh, the new NES and SNES games, I do think that this year we will see a brand new system added to Nintendo Switch Online, except I didn't go as far to say uh, Game Boy or Game Boy Advance. Um, I'm not sure. It could be N64, it could be Game Boy, it could be Virtual Boy for all I know. Um, but I do think that we will see that. And there's a chance that if that happens, there might be an increase to the Nintendo Switch online yearly rate and even monthly rate and all that stuff, which will probably prompt people going crazy trying to buy existing cards and upping their membership to get like grandfathered in. Nice, nice. Do you, do you have a expected price? Do you want to get that detailed? What do you think they're going um, to do? You know, what is it? It's twenty dollars a year now. I said they'll go up to thirty dollars a year, adding a new system. Okay, okay. Still, uh, I really hope that comes with uh, quality life improvements for <laughs> like matchmaking. Yeah, and stuff. That, that, that would be nice too. Just yeah. coming with a new edition of the the system, and that's it. <laughs> that's that's probably, they do that, and then they also say, uh, yeah, some stability enhancements, and that's about it. All right, all right. That, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, can, I can combine that, of course. Uh, Greg, how about prediction number two for you? I think we'll actually finally get a trailer for Metroid Prime 4. Um, I think it's been in the dark for way too long, and I think it would be a nice return to at least have like a better trailer or teaser for it. Um, I think there might be like a cool caveat saying that, oh, it's got 2022 release or something like that to it or something, but I think it's almost time that we got to see what they've been working on with Metroid Prime. Okay. Okay. So we're just going to, just a, a trailer, just seeing it, no, no, no release date, you think? Yeah, no precise. If it's anything, it'll just be like, oh, 2022 or 2023 or whatever they'll show, but I don't I think they usually do about two years in advance, so that's what I was thinking. Oh, 2022, just generic, and then people can't say like, "Oh, you said it was going to be in like January 2022 or like holiday 2022." Okay, Who really knows. And we just uh, I forget when was the last announcement that we got that said that they were kind of restarting everything. I think it was January 18. Has it been that long? It's either oh, yeah. eighteen or nineteen. Wow. Okay. 
I was worried that that enough time hadn't passed, but if it was that long ago, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I just yes. can't believe it's been that long. No, I think it was 19 because I think they announced it in 18 at E3. Okay, so it's it, by that point it'd been it'd be two and a half years. So yeah, yeah, we could at least get a teaser or something. Like some sort of either cinematic or like some very light gameplay stuff, like Sam was battling some spice pirates or whatever. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, my next two predictions are actually they kind of go hand in hand, and so I, I kind of I'm going to be forced to uh, do one before the other, um, even though um, yeah, it's just it's just going to have happen to go that way, um, but. Uh, this is a this is what has become, I, I believe, probably a safe prediction, and I wouldn't have said this several months ago, but um, I think the Switch predecessor is going to be announced at E3. Um, it's uh, kind of the writing is on the wall everywhere you look right now. It is the the worst kept secret in Nintendo's history. I feel like so um, if it's not announced, it's one of those things like it probably will be soon after because everything is pointing toward it um so i'm gonna say it's announced and i think it's also coming out this holiday um i think they're gonna they're gonna jump on it and i think that's gonna be able to to help them just kind of leapfrog uh hopefully leapfrog anything that they any th- uh space that they've missed um anytime they've missed out um by these these other systems coming out but yeah whatever they end up calling it super switch 2 pro new xd super size I don't know, whatever. Um, but I think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be announced. And I think, um, it's coming out holiday 2021. Um, because I think, I think that time frame they're used to that. They won't, they won't stretch it out too far because it could, it could kind of, uh, kill sales of the existing switch. Um, but they don't want to do it too close because, you know, you need some lead time and everything. So as long as all the, the processing, this the the chips and all that stuff will line up i think they're gonna announce it and uh release it this holiday i think earlier in the chat i put the exact name new super nintendo switch pro ds 64 (laughs) uxl light (laughs) that's that's pretty much it yeah all right uh barry number three all right number three um so my prediction is that we will see an older ip return or a brand new IP from from Nintendo. I think they've been pretty brazen with new IPs, you know, between ARMS and obviously Splatoon and uh, just, just coming out there with brand new stuff. Um, the, the, the game's creator, uh, you know, a Ring Fit Adventure. So we're either going to see something brand new we've never seen before, Nintendo just putting out a brand new character, or we will see something that people have been clamoring for f-zero star fox you know maybe star tropics if i can get my wish um but i think we'll see at least in some format an older ip one or the other okay sounds good sounds good so even though star fox had a game last generation that's still included in your umbrella yes it is because star fox zero was not well received star fox guard was a spin-off and the only star fox since was the star uh what do you call it Starlink, which was awesome. I really enjoyed Starlink. I loved the Star Fox inclusion there. And that bombed so terribly. And it wasn't truly a Star Fox game. It was it was a better Star Fox game than Star than Star Fox Zero, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. it uh I want to see them do that properly 
no toys alive, just Star Fox, 3D open world, flying into planets like that, nanoplanets. That was so cool. Um, I want to see something like that, truly. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other day I was at a Dollar Tree and saw some uh, Starlink characters. I was like, oh, yeah. that's that's really too bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and I bought them all at launch. <laughs> discount uh, bin at Walmart or wherever. It's in the Dollar Tree. I think it was like two <laughs> for one. <laughs> and you know, it's it's a great game. It, it really, really is, is a fun game. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah, people should definitely check it out. And uh, and <laughs> you could probably get it at a big discount right now. Yeah. yeah. Like those, Dave uh, says Mock Rider Revival. <laughs> It's like those Animal Crossing amiibo for amiibo festival. They all just like tanked because of the yeah, but now they're amiibo valuable festivals. again. I know. Yep. Like that's because of New Horizons. So we have that to thank for that. Absolutely. All right, Greg. Number three. All right. So I made this prediction at the beginning of the year for this year, 2021, in our January podcast. So I'm still doubling down that we're going to get a Fire Emblem Echoes game. This year, I have a feeling they're going to be announcing it. Um, I'm feeling it's going to be either Binding Blade, the first one to come to the U.S., or if they're con- continuing in chronological order, that would be Genealogy of the Holy War would be the next in line to have its first game over here in the West. So I'm really thinking we'll get some more uh, Fire Emblem news this year for Switch. All right. All right. Uh, and then, so for my final one, I, uh, I think that's, uh, similar, actually it's, it kind of hits two of the things you talked about, Greg. I think, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come this holiday and I think it's going to be a launch title for, for the next switch. So I think that's going to be their, their big powerful one. Um, I don't know. I, I think they'll probably be able to pull it off on the existing Switch and say maybe it's backward compatible or something like that, but it's going to have some extra enhanced features, maybe you know, be able to bump up to the 4K or constant 60 frames per second or who knows, maybe maybe 75, who knows. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be the the big thing is Breath of the Wild 2 is they're, they're going to try to get that to, uh, to sell the new Switch. Um, Breath of the Wild 1 helped sell the uh the old or the existing switch even outsold the switch for a long time so i think they're mm-hmm. they're going to see if they can actually get that same kind of success this time around um and uh and not metroid prime 4 like i don't think um i think they're 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 going to still it's going to be in the distant future i think it's going to be a thing that uh that we maybe we see I think um, I think that's a that's a safe bet, um, Greg, in terms of like a cinematic or something like that. But I think it's I think Prime Four is still in the distant future. I think uh, that's a game where we're gonna probably I don't know I don't even know if 2022 anymore. Um, it might be a <laughs> it might be a 2023 game at this point. Oh boy! Um, I feel like they're just gonna keep polishing that thing like crazy. However, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a 2D Metroid game in the meantime. I think they may try to hold us over and uh, and maybe maybe that's one of the games that uh, um, that retro has been working on as well um, as a 2D game that uh, maybe what about Mercury Steam or maybe them too. Yeah. So they did Samus Returns. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I just think it may be the game that um, that you've been waiting on to hear from Retro to see what they're up to the last three years. So maybe they've been working on a 2D game that we <laughs> maybe, never know about. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah, I still want to know what they've been truly working on. Yeah, kind of a uh, two for you, one. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming this year. 
Metroid Prime is in the distant future. Do you think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to have a Switch Pro shop to copy the Oracle games where they had the Advanced shop, which only worked if you played it on a Game Boy Advance? Mm. Have like a Switch Pro shop only available if you're playing it on a Switch Pro? Hmm. You know, I didn't know that it had that, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, Oracle Games, there's an advanced shop that sold rings, and the only way to get into that door is that you had to play it on a Game Boy Advance. If you played it on a Game Boy Color, the door would not open. That would be kind of cool, actually, if they brought something like that. So normally ah. I would say no, but if they did in the past, actually, yep. I'm leaning toward yes. Well, they did do it for Breath of the Wild 1, which had a Wii U version and a Switch version. Or the same thing for... Uh, uh, Twilight, Princess. Twilight Princess, I guess, too. So, yeah, Twilight Princess also, so yeah, yeah. So it would make sense if, if like for the last three Zelda or two, I guess, Zelda games, they've they've done that whole crossover thing. So, and they've consistently done it for previous games too. So, yeah, I, I think it would make a lot of sense if uh, if if Breath of the Wild two did did come out with a with a Switch Pro or whatever it ends up being. Um, Jared says that uh, he definitely see, uh, sees that happening the same day and definitely com backward compatible with the current Switch as well. Um, yeah, I think the the big question is, and and of course we have no idea, but like, are these the, the next Switch games, Switch Pro, whatever it ends up being called, are they going to be like enhanced kind of games like some of them are when they do that? Or are they going to be separate packaged games? Um, of course, the downloadable for ones will be a different story but but the the package game the physical games are they going to be two separate uh things that will just be enhanced when you play it on the new switch or is it going to be uh two or uh the same i th i just actually explained that wrong it's going to be the same package <laughs> um that's going to be enhanced or is it going to be two completely separate uh skews i guess what do you guys think i think that depends on if they qualify the switch pro as a brand new system or as like a new 3DS, uh, you know, or a DSi, because any game uh, that was 3DS compatible or DS compatible could play on a DSi or a new 3DS just fine, and it ran better on the better hardware. It was the exclusive stuff for DSi or the exclusive stuff for new 3DS that the card specifically had those systems labeled and would not play on the older systems. So I do think if in fact, um, they qualify this as just like an upstep like that. It'll be one card that will just run better on the Switch Pro, kind of like the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X. Uh, you get the one disc and it has both versions, or the PS4 that has the PS5 upgrade available uh, kind of deal. Gotcha. Unless they, yeah, like it's a specific for the... Specific Switch Pro yeah. only. Yeah, that makes sense. Greg, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to copy um i just almost feel like it's going to be a next gen based on how like people are saying the chip for this regular switch isn't even really made anymore so it almost feels like it has to be a successor but mm. i guess you don't really know for sure these days i mean it really depends on what they do with the current model if it's just like an extension or it's just part of the same like family they like to say a lot like Oh, the 3DS family of systems. So if it's like the Switch family of systems, then sure, it's going to be working on all three. If it's just going to be Super Switch, then it might need a separate version like Twilight Princess and First Breath of the Wild. We do, 
two different systems. So. Yeah. Jared says that uh, he doesn't believe that be separate games, maybe just a patch for the games. Um, he could also see them doing just one game, and if the Switch Pro has uh, DLSS in it, uh, it will just take advantage of that. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that's probably going to be the case, um, unless they change things up completely. Um, you know, they could do a, a different cartridge style <laughs> thing again, and uh, you know, only only these cartridges fit in there, and they have to do the whole proprietary thing and try to make more money off of us, even though maybe they are basically the same game. Um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a little extra handle on it, like the 3DS. Like <laughs> exactly, and then Barry and his uh, pr- uh, um, premium edition has to deal with all those things also. And you're like, is this released for Push Pro or is this going to be? Yeah, then it, yeah, just oh, creates gosh. all that hassle. That's uh, we don't need Nintendo. We just really don't need it. So is this no. the new Switch, or the old Switch, or the new Switch too? <laughs> right. Oh God. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> No. Well, uh, yeah. So that's our that's our predictions. Um, again, after the fact, uh, you're listening to this, you're watching it. Uh, let us know what you're predicting. Um, E3 is going to be right here before we know it. Uh, it starts uh, June 12th. Is that right? Uh, the Saturday. Yeah. So. I actually I actually wrote down uh, a little bit of a schedule to help people. Not this Saturday. Next. Uh, right. Next but Saturday, uh, yeah. but yeah, it, E3 is actually June 12th to the 15th. However, there's presentations before E3 that um, you might want to pay attention to. And the first one is on June 10th at 2 p.m., which is the Summer Game Fest 2021 Spectacular World Premiere Showcase of Announcements, which is how they call it. Uh, It's with Jeff Keighley. So we don't know what's going to be shown off, but there'll probably be some world premiere stuff um, for all systems. Uh, The next day, June 11th at 4 p.m. is IGN Expo which is with their exclusive showcase. That's part of the IGN Summer of Gaming. Um, so again, who knows what they're going to show off, but they're both touting world premieres and exclusives. So there could be some cool Nintendo stuff there. Uh, then even though the show starts June 12th, the next announced presentation is actually June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern, which is the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. Uh, since Xbox or Microsoft bought Bethesda, Bethesda has been lumped in, so who knows if we'll see anything from Bethesda for the Switch there, but uh, could be interesting. Uh, June 14th at 4 p.m. Eastern, we will have Limited Run Games Showcase, um, and there will be probably 90% or so Switch stuff, and uh, we'll see what they're bringing out physically. And then, even though it's not really part of it at all, I just kind of wrote down to remind people that on July 22nd, EA Play Live is happening because EA just doesn't know how to hit the E3 mark. But we know all that stuff. We're, we're two weeks out. We're less than two weeks out. We still don't know Nintendo's plans <laughs> at all, but we do know those other ones. So, you know, if any of that stuff is interesting to you, you want to mark it down. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about most of those showcases next time anyway. But uh, stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that we we have plans to talk about E3, of course, on the next podcast. We're hoping that by that point, Nintendo has made their announcements. Um, you know, it's the evening of the last day of E3. Hoping <laughs> that Nintendo has, has done their presentation uh, by that point. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's probably, I wonder if they're going to try to stick with that, that Tuesday schedule. Um, but now that E3 starts on a Saturday, I mean, maybe they, maybe they would do it on a Saturday. I don't know. Cause it's usually the first maybe day of E3. They like the treehouse too. They, they've done treehouse during COVID. They can do treehouse that whole time too. 
yeah. we don't know the schedule. That's a good point. We don't know. We don't. We don't know anything of even E3's plan schedule. At least I, I haven't seen anything of E3's plan schedule. These are just the ones that, at least I've seen. Yeah, I think they just. I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say I thought Nintendo normally sends out like when this stuff is like well in advance. Like I thought like when we knew it was gonna be like a Breath of the Wild themed E3 that they said that back in April. <laughs> Usually, yeah. I mean, I, under- I understand with, like with COVID and everything, but I'm kind of surprised even by today, June first, that it's hasn't even had anything. Like, oh, our digital event will take place on this. Yeah, that's it's all I have to say. And then, like, oh, yeah, yeah, probably right. Podcast is, is is great with like that. That's right. Right. Uh, just look wake up chat. tomorrow morning. They'll be like, oh, by the way, there's. <laughs> that's it's exactly what's right after happen. we finish recording tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get an email. Uh, Everybody be checking stuff just in case. We'll go live with exclusive right now. Uh, let's just look at the chat real quick before we move into this week's news. Uh, we have uh, some people saying that uh, Dave says a new WarioWare game would be really nice. Uh, we agree with that. Also, Jared wants a new Chibi Robo game. That'd be kind of cool to, to go in that direction as well. Um, but yeah, most likely uh, Jakester is agreeing with us. Yeah, it's probably going to be right after um or he actually they do it right after our next podcast so yeah they drop it well, on wednesday right after. <laughs> yeah well they did show like e3 like sponsors like nintendo and microsoft are like the top two sponsors for e3 yeah. so they're yeah. gonna have something <laughs> right and then they normally are like they're on the the lanyards if you get the if you actually go to e3 when you know back when they used to do that um but nintendo is always the one that sponsored like big time sponsors uh e3 so um yeah it doesn't surprise me and and cool to see that they're still present um even though we have no idea what their plans are so stay tuned to the nintendofuse.com and our social media because we're definitely going to be posting uh that um probably dave will be the one posting it as soon as it happens uh because he's been killing it on our on our blog so make sure you check that out nintendofuse.com some of that news we're going to be talking about tonight uh so let's jump into uh our this week's uh news articles and stuff that we're going to be discussing and uh barry how about you take it away with this first one about uh one print games yeah, so this past week has really been uh, almost like, an, like a mini E3. There's been a lot of presentations. Uh, so it's been very exciting uh, just because there's so much going on. And uh, the first presentation earlier this week, or earlier last week, I should say, was from One Print Games. Uh, they worked with Switchwatch, uh, which is a YouTube channel, to showcase um, their next three titles. For those that don't know, One Print Games is a publishing company that brings digital games to physical media and they put out three games previously and they were quiet for a while so now they're suddenly back and uh the three games i showed off the first one was neo cab which is available right now um which looks cool it's like you're a taxi driver and you listen to people's stories and depending on how you uh you deal with the stories like it like seems like the whole story changes uh, which which i like i think that's a really cool idea uh, the second game, which was probably for me my personal highlight, was called Eternal Radiance. Never saw it before. It's like a 3D action RPG. Uh, it just looks really, really cool. Uh, the the style of the graphics don't even look indie. It almost looks like double A type. And uh, neat to see this actually come out physically. And the last one is a first person. It looks like a detective game called Paradise Killer. And uh, again, just it's really really tough to get 
your game out there in the physical media and to see these three titles now get there from one print. These are not, uh, they're not American. They are, I believe, Asian, but they are fully in English and uh, support English. And since the Switch is region free, feel free to, to pick them up. Like I said, NeoCab is available right now as their first game uh, of these three pack. They previously did Carol Blaster, It'll Do, and Death Squared. Um, so some of those might still be available as well. But it's just great to see here they came out of nowhere from a lot of people thought they're just doing three games. That's it. And they, they come out swinging with three games, which is great. And uh, they also help support a, uh, a YouTube channel to say like, here, do, do our uh, games. Uh, so it was really, really fun watch and I'm really happy for them. Cool. Cool. Greg, you have any thoughts about uh, these three games and uh, any, any excitement around any of them? Uh, I didn't really know too much about them, so I mean, the gameplay looks like it could be kind of interesting. Um, I'm not really into the live combat versions of those, but I don't know if there's definitely like a demo or something. I would definitely be taking a closer look at them. Um, don't really, other than that, I don't really know too much about it. All three of these games already are on the Switch eShop. So you can, if yeah. you want to play them digitally, you can actually play them. There might even be demos, but this is actually bringing the games to uh, physical for the first time, uh, which is really cool because it preserves them forever. And it's like Paradise Killer is kind of cool because it almost looks like an old school, like DOS game. Uh, I, I like when they try to mimic those tiles. Yeah, I mean, so if there is a demo, that would make it much easier, but I don't even remember these games even releasing on the eShop, so... That just there's so many show, there's so that, much there games there so could be just so many games in the rough or it could just be something else <laughs> right right yeah i think uh i i think i think i'm more on the lines with this is this is really cool and i think it's it's great you know companies like this and you know premium edition and and all these other games that are are companies that are coming together to to give these games not only life um that will last um as, as barry said many many times i mean if it's just digital then it could go away at any point but also um i think it's awesome what what all of them are doing for some of these indie developers um that are being able to be able to see their game like right on the shelf right next to breath of the wild um that's awesome and and so that's that's so cool to, to see more of these companies popping up um, to be able to give that experience. And for for collectors, I know it's it it makes it a lot harder because you have a whole lot more games to collect. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's also really cool. Um, and for those, you know, there are probably some developers out there are not developers, uh, collectors, Barry. I don't know if you know any that maybe even specialize just in the indie kind of games. Um, yes, yeah, really there's cool plenty them too. Yeah, there's plenty. And there's one of those things like going to play NYC all these years and just like talking to developers. And that's always a dream for them. Like, oh, I love to get my game physical. Like that would be the dream. But it's it's so hard and so difficult. And, you know, a company, a publisher really has to take a chance on your game. You, you know, it's, it's a lot of money to go in and produce a physical. And, you know, a company's not really going to do that unless they think they can become profitable. I mean, that's business 101. You want to make profit. So... 
it's not every game is going to be like, oh, that's worth a physical. I'm sorry. It may be a fun game, but we don't think we can make money on it. It's got to be detrimental sometimes to developers. Um, and it sucks. And it's a message that you know I think like all publishers have had to say before. But it's it's one of those things to see some of these games get a new life. And, and these have been out in the Switch. And and we missed it because there's so many games every to every end of every episode when we talk about what games coming out, there's all these games just flooding with games, and uh, it's just lost in the in the sea of games. So this kind of brings new attention to them, which is great. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's uh, move on to our next story. We got a lot to cover in a very short amount of time tonight. So, uh, Greg, tell us a little bit about uh, the Monster Hunter news. Okay, so there was like the director, I guess, whatever you call it, presentation, and so digital event, kind of yeah, digital event. So I'll just it was like a press release that they sent out that kind of summed up everything. So it revealed two new trailers for Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, and Monster Hunter Rise. Um, series producer and the director provided details on what's in store for each title. The latest trailer shows first look at the mysterious light causing monsters to enter an enraged frenzy, along with familiar faces in the original Monster, Monster Hunter Stories. It pretty much gives you a closer look on what will happen. Um, Game will launch later on Nintendo Switch and PC on July 9th. As for the Monster Hunter Rise fans, it showcases a second free, title, second free title update for the game, which will be available to players to download and play later today. The version 3.0 update will introduce two more monsters to the game, a new ending for the game storylines, new quests, new weapon and armor, skills, and more. So it's pretty much just not trying to show that Monster Hunter Rise and uh, <clears throat> let's see, and the Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin are be coming out later on. So I don't know what you guys watched it or really into it, but I haven't really followed Monster Hunter series for since Wii U. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, it's definitely one of those things that, uh, I mean, it's it's so great. And I think all of us are kind of at a similar place with, with Monster Hunter. It's it's a great title. I know a lot of people enjoy it, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's so much to jump into. And Monster Hunter stories, all those things are, are great. Um, but for me, it's it's the news that just kind of, you know, it happens. And I'm excited for, for people, but, uh, but nothing really stood out to me. Um, I don't know about you, Barry. Uh, I didn't really enjoy Rise for the demo, and uh, I know some people love it, and I'm happy for them. But Stories 2 did stick out. I, I really wanted to play the first Stories, and I just never got around to it. But Stories 2 it just looks better and better. It's more traditional RPG, um, which is something I really enjoy. So I plan to play it. Um, I just don't know if I'll be able to play it at launch. I don't really know what the time is going to be like. Uh, there's still games I plan to play that I'm still behind on, but uh, I'm really happy for Monster Hunter fans. And it's nice to see Capcom giving such love to the Switch after Monster Hunter World was exclusive to PS4 and Xbox. And it was just like, oh, Switch gets nothing. But now, you know, they're getting the polar opposite. Now Switch is getting a lot of love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool to to see them supporting it a lot more because yeah, like you said, it kind of it it seemed like 
they weren't really going to get much and Nintendo fans didn't really get much, but, uh, for a while, but, but yeah, it's cool to, to see him come back. And, and I think, I think something like the, the switch pro or whatever it ends up being called, of course, it could really benefit from, um, a game like monster hunter could really benefit from the extra power that uh, the next system could give it. And, and hopefully we see more and more support, uh, for, for monster hunter and, and all those fans be pretty excited about it as well. Um, let's move on to our next story. Uh, a little, little Dragon Quest 35th anniversary uh, happened. Uh, Barry, tell us about that. Yeah, so Dragon Quest uh, had an, uh, their presentation. It was like 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, so it was a late one. Sure, and I uh, missed it and had to they, read you guys' thoughts later. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, we, we did talk about it in our events channel and, and Discord as it happened. Uh, I mean, the, the worst part about it was by far the translator because they, I feel like this is a pre-recorded presentation and the translator, one translator for two people is never a good thing. And the translator feels like they were super nervous, constantly messing things up, monotone. Like it was, it was, that part was very bad. Um, however, the announcements were for the most part, very good. Uh, they announced Dragon Quest 12, the flames of fate. Uh, no systems or date yet. It definitely seems early, but that was announced. A beautiful HD 2D remake of 1988's Dragon Quest III is coming to consoles. Uh, it's going to be produced by the Octopath Traveler producer. So the odds are this is coming to Switch. I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, it just looks absolutely gorgeous, and for a lot of people, it's the highlight. Um, there was also Dragon Quest Treasures, which is a spin-off RPG, and it features Eric and Mia from Dragon Quest XI. So if you have played Dragon Quest XI, which you should because it's amazing, uh, you got two of those characters back. Uh, it's a prequel, though, because uh, it's talking about the childhood, and it's it's a spin-off, so it's it's not you know the main line or anything like that, but it, it looks like a fun little game. Again, no platforms, but Dragon Quest XI was on the Switch. I don't see why this wouldn't. Um, they also announced... Uh, puzzle game called Dragon Quest Poppy. Um, it's a free-to-play mobile game. It's on iOS and Android. Uh, it is getting a worldwide release as well. Um, and then there was the final two announcements, which are Dragon Quest X, which is the online MMO, is getting a brand new expansion, and that is Japanese only, with no plans to bring Dragon Quest X over. However, they also announced Dragon Quest X Offline, which is going to be a standalone, single-player Dragon Quest RPG telling the story of the MMO. That one specifically didn't say no worldwide release planned, but they also didn't announce a worldwide release. So there's a chance, and I'm hoping it comes to be, that the rest of us get to at least experience that version of Dragon Quest X, because not everybody has time for an MMO or a or second MMO. So uh, it'd be nice to get that story and find the missing piece of the link if you've played all the Dragon Quest games. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the big thing that stood out to me um, was the that remake, um, the HD remake. It looks a lot like um, Octopath Traveler and that style, and and absolutely looks fantastic. And and you guys know, like, there's some games that I maybe wouldn't give a chance for, but if it looks awesome, like that, I am a sucker for really good aesthetics in games, and uh, that one looks beautiful. So, um, yeah, if nothing else, like I know the story is going to be great and everything too, um, but uh, but yeah, I wanna I wanna be able to experience that world more. So that's that was the big one that, that stood out to me for sure. Uh, Greg, what do you think about this? 
I'm just really excited. I absolutely love the Dragon Quest series, and I really hope that it's coming to Switch. And um, kind of just like a little memory jog, I remember that Eleven was announced for Switch. That was like the first game that was revealed. So I'm really hoping that like, this points that they didn't want to reveal the platform yet because the platform doesn't exist like the Switch Pro. So that would be incredibly awesome to know that that would be coming if that's the case. I mean, obviously I prefer it stays with the Nintendo platform as pretty much all the games are on there now. Um, so it would be nice to have 12 there and we make a three, which is one of my favorites. So I have to look forward to hopefully play those at some point on uh, whichever version of the Switch it's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barry, do you have any uh, further thoughts? I mean, I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan. I am excited for most of these. I mean, I could do without the the mobile game, but I totally understand. Spin off, fine, whatever. Um, Treasures looks interesting, and since I really enjoyed Eric and Mia's story, uh, which I won't really get into detail because it could lead to spoilers, and I love Dragon Quest XI's world, I'm definitely excited to go back into that. Uh, Dragon Quest XII, I mean, I haven't seen anything. It just looks darker, but uh, I love the, the mainline Dragon Quest game. So, you know, whatever system it's on, I, I plan to play it. Hopefully the Switch or Switch Pro uh, is included uh, in that. And of course, Dragon Quest three. It's just kind of weird that they chose three only because Dragon Quest one, two, and three already exist on this system. But it almost now parallels the mana games because you can get Dragon Quest one, two, and three, the mobile versions in 2D. And then you're getting a remake of three, like you can play the collection of mana, which is the first three mana games in 2D, and then the Trials of Mana uh, 3D remake. So it's kind of like a parallel between both two Square series now on the Switch. That, huh. I didn't even think about that, but that that's true. Um... Just go into the chat. Well, like the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, wasn't like Dragon Quest 3, like the remakes didn't really initially make it over here in the U.S. until they put it on the Switch? Like when they did it for Game Boy Color? No, I mean, Dragon Quest was originally NES as Dragon Warrior 3, and then they did the Game yeah, Boy I Color have, remake. I have all three of those cartridges, yeah. Yeah, but, then, but they also put it on the Switch, but it's the mobile version. But it's like a remake. Oh. It's like a 2D version. But you can get on the Switch, and there's a physical Asian cart and Japanese cart that's in English of 1, 2, and 3. So you, if you want to own it physically, you can own all three original. And you can put it right next to that Dragon Quest 3 HD, which I'm assuming will get a physical. Nice. Uh, just going back to the chat real quick, uh, kind of get caught up a little bit. Uh, Griffin X uh, is, is more, says more uh, stories is more his speed in terms of uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, and then Hudson's joining us, and uh, you guys are talking about a, a little story that we're going to head ahead in the headline just a little bit later. So we'll kind of keep that uh, as a you know a spoiler, I guess, for, for those of you guys that are listening uh, later after the fact. Um, looks like Dragon Quest. Uh, Dave started playing some Dragon Quest theme music in the back when we started talking about that. And that's fun. Um, and then yeah, everybody's pretty much saying yeah that the the three HD two D looks amazing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, world, more worldwide releases are also good. Um, and then Hudson has a little, little thing there. 
couple insiders are now saying that there's a retail listings for Switch Pro that may go live at midnight on Friday. So a Thursday reveal seems likely now, um, which is interesting. Uh, I guess technically, would that make my prediction wrong if it happens before E3? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes, because it has to happen was for June 12 to 15. <laughs> I guess it could, June although maybe the official announcement is happening at E3, but all these retailers are just blowing it. That's what's it, No, there'll be a, if there's, there'll be an official announcement before retailers will go live. So if it doesn't yeah. happen between June 12th and 15th, your prediction's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, I would say, cause I saw the rumor <laughs> saying that they were going to announce the Switch Pro before E3, just so like all the developers can spend time on the games for it. So that's why I stayed clear of the system announcements. Mm, okay. You know what? I would even accept if it announced that IGN's thing or Jeff Keighley's thing, which happened like the day or two days before E3, as part of that E3 bubble, I would accept it then too. But if it happens this week, that's no, that, that's <laughs> too far out. Uh, well, either way, it's inevitable. Uh, it's going to be happening. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest 3 is a classic. Uh, Dragon Quest uh, 12 is Unreal Engine 5. Dave says uh, lots of uh, great conversation around uh, Dragon Quest. So it looks like our we have some big fans of Dragon Quest in the chat tonight. Uh, Hassan says it's definitely happening before E3. Bloomberg, Bloomberg and Eurogamer basically confirmed that. Didn't Bloomberg confirm it like three years ago? Um, I remember <laughs> reading that. Three years ago that Bloomberg confirmed Switch Pro is happening or something. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm holding you to that, Hassan, that it's definitely happening before it's E3. definitely happening because he wants me to be wrong. <laughs> Actually, it's probably if it definitely happens then and like retail, who knows? Maybe it's going to be released before holiday this year. Um, maybe. You can actually order it right away. Which would be crazy. Um, let's let's move on because uh, we got it's still a lot to cover, uh, and then if, you know if time allows, we can get back into the Switch Pro uh, rumors and everything later. Uh, but uh, Greg, tell us about this uh, Sonic event that happening uh, that happened, and uh, we got we got a little bit of uh, announcements around uh, what's coming up in the Sonic world. Yeah, so we discussed a lot of the Nintendo anniversaries a little earlier on. So for Sonic's thirtieth anniversary, Sega hosted. The first ever Sonic Central, um, just obviously was a celebration for Sonic. So they revealed a plethora of upcoming entertainment experiences starting um, Sonic. Uh, said that there's an upcoming Netflix animated series, Sonic Prime. And then they obviously said no, nothing would be complete without some music. So they played some of the music. There's going to be a live orchestra event on June 23rd, featuring music from all the games from all over the 30 years. Um, there's going to be a special preview with Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest kickoff live on June 10th. Um, pretty much after that, they went to Sonic Colors Ultimate and Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps. Uh, see, an Ultimate is an adrenaline pumping remaster of the below 2010 platformer Sonic Colors. Um, there's a new trailer they showed for that. Ultimate. Now I'm catching Steve's that I can't talk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sonic Colors Ultimate is set to release both digitally and physically on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. There's a digital only on PC. Let's see, you can pre-order that uh, today. And I think that was mostly about our, um, Sonic Origins. Uh, is working on a new compiled series that 
includes Sonic Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles and Sonic CD. The new Sonic team game, there's, there's like a new journey for the next flagship Sonic title from the Sonic team. Tokyo 2020 Sonic is headed to the Olympic Games. So there's another Olympic game event for that with Mario, presumably. Yeah, so it's pretty much just a bunch of uh, upcoming Sonic stuff. There's like a mobile game coming. There's a hospital game coming as well. So I was going to read through everything. So I don't know what you guys found interesting out of here or what you're excited about. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm not excited about anything. Um, <laughs> what? Seriously? I'm really not. Yeah, you don't like I don't Sonic? Know, I don't know why, but Sonic has has been one of those those series that has just progressively gotten less and less exciting for me. Like I, I, and I'm also more of a 2D Sonic fan. Um, so 2D is exciting, but you can only. I don't know. I feel like it, it's. It, you can only. Well. They've only done so, done so much with 2D Sonic. And with Mario, it seems like they're taking him in new directions all the time and it's exciting. But I don't know. I, it's just not grabbing me like it once did. I was always excited about the next Sonic game to come out. And I think because there's been some duds in there too, it's just kind of killed my my excitement level over the in the past and and i don't know how this game's going to turn out i don't know how like sonic colors was good um do i want to buy it you know play it again probably not but i'm it's cool that it's getting remade and and a lot more people can enjoy that that's awesome but the the other one that's kind of coming out is it 2022 um that the other one's coming yeah. out like that's cool but it's I don't know. The 3D ones are kind of hit or miss for me. And uh, and so I really don't know. Um, the hospital one's just weird. Um, but <laughs> it almost uh, kind of, um, I don't know. It just, it's just weird. But, you know. It, well, that's just DLC for Two Point Hospital, which is already out on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird that, like, Sonic of all. And it, and it looks weird, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just strange. Um, but, yeah, I think... When Sonic comes, when Sonic gets announced, I don't get excited. I have to wait until I hear people that have, have tried it and played it and maybe get some hands on myself before I get excited. Um, just because I think I've been burned in the past from it. So I don't know. See, I figured you would be excited for at least Origins because the Sonic 1, 2, and I CD were redone. So but they were redone by Christian Whitehead. Uh, in HD, widescreen, the whole nine yards. And that's when he was able to do Sonic Mania because he did such a good job. So these are his versions of these games. And it seems he's also now being able to come back and do Sonic 3 and Knuckles, uh, which Sonic 3 and Knuckles hasn't had a re-release since the Xbox Live Arcade days because of the music you know, licensing deal and all, and the, all that bulk crap with michael jackson so to get all these and granted i wish the collection was more but to get the hd versions of these titles uh is awesome to get them on switch uh just to see them come back and be able to play them as they properly should be played in, in beautiful hd uh, colors is one of those ones too that i i played just a little bit of it but i'm happy to see it come back i do find it funny however that if you buy this physically you're getting a freebie. You're actually getting a free little bonus. That free little bonus is a keychain of baby Sonic from the Sonic movie. However, 
it's not the redone Sonic. It's the original version that the fans backlashed, and they must have made this merchandise that they now couldn't use. So they're taking this merchandise and they're throwing it in every copy of Sonic Colors as a freebie to move this merchandise that they had made that they now couldn't do anything with. So if you buy it physically, you do get a young baby Sonic from from the movie, from the first version of the movie, <laughs> as a, a free bonus. <laughs> but uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, and <laughs> the new the new Sonic game, I am excited for, even though they've been like not the greatest. Like Forces was not the greatest, and I felt they could have done more with it. I still enjoyed my time, so I will. I'm not 100 percent it, but I will. I do plan to play it. Uh, I am. And it's interesting that the Olympic Games was announced to come here. Because uh, that that's one that came out last year for the, the Olympics that were canceled. And uh, I have it already. It, it was released in Asian territories. So it's in English. So it already exists. It's just interesting that they're still calling it the 2020 Olympics. They're not changing the name of the game to 2021. Uh, the, which, are which the I Olympics themselves still being called the 2020 Olympics? So that, I don't the, know. The official game been. for the Olympics is also called 2020 Olympics. Um, yeah, that's what so I'm like, saying. Like, I'm, it might yeah, still be so, called the 2020. Yeah. So in addition to the, but the Sonic and Mario one, but the official game, like it's actually, <laughs> yeah, like real athletes is yeah. also called 2020. So I think that's, I think that might be just a, yeah, that might be. That. But it's interesting that that gets announced and there's a Sonic thing with it. Um, I'm also super excited for the concert. I love Sonic music and I really love the Sonic themes, the vocal themes. And Crush 40 is going to be at the Sonic concert and it's free concert. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think Sonic the Hedgehog honestly has some of the best theme music in video games. And it sounds so weird to say, but like I'll still sing Live and Learn and, you know, like, you know, that just, you know, really just pulls me in from Sonic Adventure 1 and uh, Escape from the City from Sonic 2 and Sonic Colors and like all these things, even Fist Bump from Hoobastank, which was Sonic Forces, you know, and, and it's just endless possibilities from Sonic Colors. We're talking about that. Like there's so many great songs that if you haven't heard Sonic themes, like you probably should, especially if you like rock and, uh, you know, punk, it's, it's totally not what you would expect for Sonic the Hedgehog, but it works, but I'm happy about these announcements for sure. Yeah. And those are the, those original games, um, have amazing music as well. I remember, um, going to the video games orchestra. I forget what what that's called. Um, video games live, video games live. Yeah. And just when they started doing Sonic music, it was, it was so cool just, uh, to hear that live. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So people are chatting a lot about that. Dave's never played Sonic three CD or colors. Uh, Three and CD are great. Colors, oh, yeah. Colors is a solid game. Um, but Knuckles, three, too. Three and CD uh, uh, are really good. Yeah, and Three and Knuckles, um, really solid games. So definitely check those out. And they're it's a lot cheaper to get you know those games. Um, Greg, any thoughts around uh, the Sonic stuff? Uh, sounds like I need to listen to some music and try to locate a way to play some of those games. I've never really played... A lot of the, the Sonic games that they're did. readily available on pretty much every platform out there now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and 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 yeah. the original games play this these origin versions. They're gonna be HD on Switch. Yeah, I, I know I have the GameCube uh, collection pack. And yeah, not sure if I have any other packs that have come out since, but I definitely need to play more of it. The music I've heard, I always remember being really good. At least in those like first two or three games that I played. I definitely haven't played any of those 3D games, and 
I still remember the E3 that me and Steve were at. We played a Sonic game, and I didn't really be too impressed by it. I don't remember what that game was. 2013 or 14 when we went. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. But, uh, yeah. Would that have been color? No, that wouldn't have been colors. That would have been before that. I can't remember what that was. Uh, looks like Jeffrey uh, says Sonic Mega Mix on uh, Switch confirmed. Uh, and then... Sonic Forces uh, song that came out uh, for Infinite is amazing, Jesse says. Cool. So uh, that's that's Sonic news. And then, uh, yeah, there was there's one little other announcement that happened just a couple days ago. Barry, what was what was that all about? Yeah. So uh, this past Friday, we uh, we had a little live announcement go live, you know, on on YouTube premiere, which was. Uh, was uh, Premium Edition Games. We had our second annual Direct, which uh, was really cool to uh, to finally be able to reveal to the public because we've been asked about for so long about some of our next games and what we're doing. And we've, you know, tight-lipped. Being tight-lipped in this industry is so hard. And um, this this uh, really... <laughs> yes, Jeff. Uh, th- this Direct was fun because I actually got to write the Direct, um, which... You know, I've been thinking about it for a while. So upon writing it, one of the things I had to do was absolutely come out of the cloud, being that I was thrown into a cloud for our first direct because I didn't actually have an image. So I was thrown into a, a cloud. So uh, they finally let me out of the cloud, uh, which was awesome. Um, and uh, we all got new new images and new artwork, which was a, which was a lot of fun. It became a, just a real cartoon. But we announced some really cool things. Uh, the first is... Uh, we teased before a robot named Fight is now getting a physical, and it absolutely will um, be coming out very soon in terms of pre-orders. We have the pre-orders opening. Uh, see you fast forward in the video to, to get me out there. Yeah. But, but the pre-orders <laughs> will be opening up June 15th, and uh, a lot of people have been super excited for a robot named Fight. It's 2D uh, Metroidvania, roguelike. It's a 4 billion combinations. It's just an awesome game done by a really awesome guy. And to be able to bring this to the physical world is so cool. The art that we have uh, for it is amazing. Um, some of it's showcased, but we have more to tease on that. And then, of course, uh, the second game that we're bringing out in our Series 2 is Demon's Tier Plus. And that's also going up on June 15th for pre-order. And what we're doing is we're doing four-week open pre-orders for the premium editions which is great because this way people actually have time to get it and not rush. But what we're doing is for the pre-orders, we're giving you the slip cut cases that we've shown before. The slip cases are only for pre-ordered copies. Um, and they're, they're just a bonus as our way of saying thank you if you pre-order during the window. If you do get our higher up models, the retro or the deluxe versions, like I showed the uh, Pigeon Dev earlier tonight, um, you will get the slip cases there too. Um, Demon's Tier Plus is a like a almost like a twin stick shooter roguelike RPG. You get different classes, uh, just a ton of fun. And uh, we also teased Cathedral as our series three game, our first series three game. Cathedral is is one of the highlights that I've I've had to play while doing uh, premium. It's just this awesome two D Metroidvania with like Shovel Knight uh, type physics and and gameplay and. It just like a little bit of Zelda thrown in there. It's just a ton of fun. It really is. And we also, because we started doing retro games, one we thing we did was we went back to Super Blood Hockey, which was 
uh, our first ever release, and we decided to do a retro version of Super Blood Hockey. But instead of forcing everybody to buy the game again, we said, you know what? Let's just do an upgrade, make it 20 bucks, and you can pair it with your game that you already have if you want. We, we added a comic, and the comic is done by the artist that did the music, who happens to be a comic artist. And the story is done by him and the creator of the game. We also did a soundtrack with the the CD sleeve is actually done also by the music composer. Same guy. He, so we got to do the artwork for his CD as well as the CD. Uh, with And we have put some unreleased tracks on there too that didn't make it into the game. Really just making this complete package. Uh, really awesome. And we did do a little update on our Kickstarter. Uh, the Kickstarter that we're a part of is Sunshine Manor. Um, but we are releasing the Sun Sunshine Anthology as a physical release, which includes Camp Sunshine. And uh, those pre-orders actually close July 15th if you want the Kickstarter-exclusive versions. Um, it's just a really cool 2D horror game where Camp Sunshine is like, uh, you know, uh, Jason, you know, coming out of the lake, except it's a bear, and the bear is trying to kill you, and you got to try to survive the camp. And... Uh, you know, Sunshine Manor is just put into a manor, so they go res 2D Resident Evil style. It almost has like a Mother aesthetics or Earthbound, if you don't know what Mother is. Uh, really cool and awesome that we, we can be a part of, of that. And uh, we just wanted to update everybody and do this direct. A lot of fun. We did a Q&A afterwards. A lot of people really happy about it. And uh, I can't wait for June 15th, right after our next episode. The day our next episode, our pre-orders go live. So if if these games sound interesting to you, uh, especially you know Demons Tier Plus and uh, Robot Name Fight, um, they will go live. Please feel free to pre-order and get that extra slipcase if you're just getting the premium or go for the higher models. Those are limited, however. Retro and Deluxe will be very limited. Um, and if you haven't picked up Super Blood Hockey or Pigeon Dev Games Collection, we do still have some copies left. They are running out. They are running out especially faster now that, that the Super Blood Hockey upgrade is out there for retro. And um, yeah, I definitely recommend checking out uh, premiumeditiongames.com to pick those up. And I'm not nice. biased at all, I, I, you know, <laughs> but I, I do love those games. <laughs> You're a little biased, but you'd be that way. Just a even little. If, even if. Uh, even if, as a collector. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, you just have double bias this time. <laughs> double bias. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love what you guys do. I, I, what I said earlier um, about the other company, too, I said the same thing about you guys. Like, I think it's so cool that um, you guys are, you know, being able to to put these these physical, you know, uh, copies out there. And and the the extra work that you guys put in, I love the all the stuff. It's honestly like not as a physical collector, but it's definitely tempting when you put all those extra things in there, like the slipcover, the books, the, all the artwork, the CDs. I'm like, all right, all right. You're making it very, very tempting uh, for me, for sure. So it's, <clears throat> and yes, of course, the, uh, the, the premium game, the guides too. So yeah, um, pretty cool. Uh, the one game that actually, when you guys were showing off, I had not uh, heard of somehow um, was Cathedral. Um, and, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm interested in this game. So uh, a game, of course, it's already exists, uh, right? But like um, I learned about it from Premium Edition Games, so it's kind of cool. Um, didn't realize that it existed. So yeah, it may be one that I end up uh, checking out and possibly might get the uh, physical version uh, eventually. But, um, but yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Greg, uh, what's, what's your thoughts about all these announcements from Premium Edition? I say that's really great. What 
Barry does with all of that. Um, I'm just kind of sad to say I, I didn't have time to watch it. I was away for the weekend, and I know that's not really an excuse, but I do plan to watch it this week and try to see more about what was announced and covered and possibly put some pre-orders in whatever. So. Well, well, I will stop you there, uh, Steve, and say it's not not just me at all. Uh, our team is amazing, and uh, Jeffrey is, does uh, an amazing, amazing work on on the production side and, and getting things and keeping things running, and and just Erica with her designs and and Steve with the books and just everybody, you know, JP with the marketing, Frank, Frank is awesome on our social media. Um, just with everybody as part of this team, um, we really are the ones who pull it together. So it's absolutely not just me. But uh, I will say, I had no idea about Cathedral either. I had no idea until Jeff brought it to me and said, hey, we're, we're talking about Cathedral, signing Cathedral. What do you think? I'm like, I've never heard of this thing. He's like, here, play it. Um, what do you think? And I played it. And I was like, oh my God, this game is amazing. Like, sign this yes now. It, it really took me by surprise. I'm like, how did I not know about this game? It is just, and, and I'm not the only one, and you're not the only one. When we did it live, so many people were like, what's this? Where did this come from? This game looks amazing. The soundtrack is awesome, and it just looks like such a fun game. And it is. And I'm so happy for the developer because actually the developer was there that night and got to talk to some of these people. And like he's here, he was just like seeing this praise because he was overseas and he stayed up to like 4 a.m. To, to be a part of this and was just like, oh, my God, you know, thank you for the praise on my game, which is awesome. That's what we love. We love to bring that praise to these developers because they absolutely deserve it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that his game is now getting a new life and we could help with that because it deserves it. It is is very good nice nice yeah a lot of people on the the chat jesse just said yeah lineup was solid same wasn't aware of cathedral so that's uh yeah i'm glad to hear that i'm in good company there uh because i was like how have i not known about this game um so it looks great uh and apparently plays great as well so that's really cool um but we still have a few more headlines to hit really quick before we uh move kind of into the near the end of tonight's episode uh but uh let's let's start us off with uh, a little little news that uh totally caught me off guard didn't realize this was going to happen but uh any fans of the super mario brothers movie anybody anybody um oh uh, we yep. actually have a few uh, there's a few fans okay yeah uh well good to know um because there's another version out there um apparently there was an extended rough cut uh, and, uh, someone found it, uh, a few years ago, I guess on VHS and everything. And so now the internet archive, the, the people that are behind, uh, actually, um, preserving the super Mario brothers movie archive team. Um, cause there's a, there's a team out there that does that, which is awesome. Um, they actually got the, uh, that extended cut and it's got, I think an extra 20 minutes, um, of the movie that's there. And, uh, and so now it is available. Uh, you can watch it on the internet archive and you can also download it. So it is available there. Um, so check that out. We'll throw that in the, uh, the show notes and things like that too. There's also a restoration commentary, um, link to that is on that page too. So you can check that out, uh, and, uh, see what those extra 20 minutes are all about. Yeah. You better grab it just in case, uh, you know, some people go crazy and, and don't like it being up there. So Head over there uh, right away. Again, we'll we'll throw the link in the uh, the show notes and the uh, uh, YouTube description after the podcast is over. 
in another news for Nintendo, like they they like to just shadow drop stuff like news lately. They do it like you know Paper Mario on the on the Switch and uh, new Pokemon Snap and stuff like that. Well, they did it with another Pokemon game, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. They just randomly one day were just like, oh, it's May twenty sixth. Let's just drop the release date for these Pokemon games, even though E3 is right around the corner. Let's just drop them now. So November 19th, 2021, uh, Pokemon comes out, the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which, of course, remakes of Diamond and Pearl on the DS. Um, Really random that they're doing this, but now we know what our holiday Pokemon game is. On top of that, they revealed the physical box art as well as that there will be a double pack. But that's not all. They also decided, hey, you know what? It's, It's May 26th. Let's announce another one, which is Pokemon Legends Arceus with the open world Breath of the Wild style Pokemon game is getting a release of January 28th, 2022. So we really don't have to wait that long. This is really short turnaround between two Pokemon games. And yes, uh, Game Freak is doing Legends and uh, the different team is doing the remakes. Um, So that's probably one of the reasons for it. But still, just instead of waiting until E3 or Nintendo presentation or even a Pokemon Presents, they just decided, let's just drop these release dates out of nowhere. And they're all pre-orderable right now. So we've got the sales numbers for April coming in. So um, Matt Scatella of MPD said the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform, both in units and dollars during the month of April. And it's long along with uh, our 2021 year-to-date. So pretty much he also mentions that the video game hardware dollar sales fell 30% when compared to April of 2020 last year. So even though stores are kind of reopening, I guess it still fell since last year. For software, MLB The Show 21 was the number one selling game for April. if you're just looking for Nintendo published titles, uh, New Pokemon Snap was top selling at number three, even though it released just on the 30th of the month. The rest of the top 20 for Nintendo had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at number 10, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury at 13, New Horizons at 15, 3D All-Stars at 16, Smash Ultimate at 17, Pokemon Sword and Shield at 19, Breath of the Wild at 20. So. As Steve was scrolling through the top 10 for um, Nintendo platforms only, was had uh, Pokemon Snap at number one, Monkey Hunter Rise at two, Mario Kart 8, in much the same order I went through, except uh, Super Mario Party was all the way down at number 10. Nice. Uh, some A little bit of breaking news. No, it's not Nintendo's E3 announcements. Um, actually, Nintendo announced a uh, Nintendo gallery it's going to be happening in Japan. It's a new museum that they're going to be uh, opening uh, in March 2024. And apparently they they took over this manufacturing um, building, I believe. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're going to be putting in this uh, 
this museum. So kind of be able to see the history of Nintendo um, as they as you know they they started out as this card company, as most of you guys know, and uh, and yeah, kind of the, through the history of of where they are today. Um, the uh, plant was built in 1969, um, known as the Uji plant. I believe it seems like uh, again, this is breaking, so I'm just kind of still learning about this. But it seems like I think that was the plant where they started creating the cards. I believe is that's that maybe that same building, that same manufacturing building, I think, uh, this facility. And so, uh, yeah, by March 2024, you'll be able to go to the Nintendo Gallery to be able to uh, check out the the history of Nintendo and and see that in a, in a museum. So, uh, yeah, if, if Super Nintendo World wasn't enough reason to go to Japan, now you can go to the Nintendo Gallery and uh, and see the official Nintendo Museum. So, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to be looking into tickets in 2024. <laughs> so, yeah, any any thoughts about uh, any of those announcements, Greg? Any any further thoughts? That's another reason to go to Japan, as you alluded to. So, it'd be nice to be able to visit that uh, promised land at some point. Absolutely, Barry. Any, any closing thoughts on any of the news stories? Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm really happy about the Mario movie thing. It's actually something I followed for a bit and saw some of like the comparisons between the footage that they had found and like the stuff that was actually made it into the movie. Like this one scene in the movie where Mario was just—I think it's Mario—is like suddenly on the floor, and like it's just like in the background and there's no explanation for it. But in the deleted scenes, you see what happens. Like uh, I think it was like a Goomba. Uh, like blew up or something and like there was slime on the floor and Mario slips on it and falls and that whole part is like cut out but then the next scene is still there and it has Mario on the floor from falling and I was like that's really weird I never noticed it was on the floor in that scene in the, in the theatrical you know movie that I've seen quite a bit of times so I'm happy to see the full version I think it's great that they're doing that um <clears throat> yeah, I expected the Pokemon to be in the holidays, so that's cool, but I did not expect Legends to be that soon in 2022, so I'm really looking forward to that one. MPD Seals, that's always good. God to see Nintendo doing really well. And uh, as for the museum, that's awesome. I love video game history. I've always loved video game history, and especially Nintendo history. I love looking into um, what they've done and, and interested to see what kind of artifacts they have there, because I'm sure they're going to have a lot. Um, I, as a collector, no, I love it. Barry, you can't, I, I want it. I want to <laughs> take a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'm curious to see what I have that will wind up in the museum. And if I wind up having something that they don't have on display, that's what I'm interested to say. But I, I love that people can learn about video game history and Nintendo's history because it's over a 100-year-old company. There's a lot to it. Um, and uh, I, I love that. I love making this normal. Museums to study animals and cultures is normal. <clears throat> Let's get museums to study video games too and culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've already downloaded my copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, just going to set it some time aside to, uh, you know, Go and watch those extra 20 minutes sometime soon. Um, and then eventually get on booking a ticket to Japan. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, also surprised Arceus is coming that, that soon. Uh, let's move on uh, to 
the next uh, and final section of our podcast, what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, before we do that, just one more quick reminder, follow us on social media, hit the follow button, hit the share button, hit the, all the buttons and uh, make sure you're sharing this with others and uh, subscribing and everything. Um, if you haven't done so yet, also join our discord. Again, those links are going to be in the show notes and also the description here on YouTube. Uh, but some games are coming out the next couple of weeks, as they always do. But um, some pretty notable games are coming out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, not as you know, there's there's some really big come games coming out in like four weeks from now. Um, but some some pretty big games are coming out over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be scrolling those on the screen. Uh, what we're going to be seeing uh, and you guys can see this if you're watching the video version on YouTube, uh, of course. Um, but some some games to take note of, uh, at least that I did, was uh, DC Superhero Girls uh, is coming out. Uh, Teen Power uh, coming out on June 4th. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Uh, I think there's a there's two different versions. There's a the regular version and then the definitive edition or something like that comes out on June 10th. Uh, Game Builder Garage uh, comes out on June 11th. Uh, we talked about that a lot on our last podcast, uh, kind of a being uh, uh, a game development uh, app that Nintendo is putting out, uh, kind of come out of nowhere. Um, what are you guys uh, looking forward to over the next couple of weeks? Maybe maybe it's some games on this list or maybe it's going to be games that, uh, you know, have already come out and you're kind of working your backlog before some of the, the big games come out in a few weeks. Uh, Barry, how about you? Yeah, so my plan is to finish um, Dankenrampa 4 or 402 and then before going into any of the other games, probably shoot for world ends club which just came out and i didn't want yet to play it right away but uh i'm looking forward to it I, you know i know it didn't get the best of reviews but i don't care i, I definitely want to give that game a shot and um you know looking at the games coming out you know the, the dc game it doesn't interest me but it's interesting that it is actually published by nintendo uh gaiden master collection looks awesome and I'm happy that's at least getting a Asian English release. And Game Builder Garage we talked about last time just looks cool, but I don't know if I'm going to jump right into it. But especially between Final Fantasy XIV, doing games for the Playcast, as well as World Ends Club, and then you know Dankin Rampa. I still have V3 and the Ultra Despair Girls. Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? It'll probably mostly just uh, continuing on. The never-ending backlog set of games. Um, I do wish to pick up, to pick up Game Builder Garage at some point. It does seem like it'd be a ton of fun to play out and even kind of experiment with uh, game development a, li- a bit. I'm even pretty sure, certain that my daughter will probably get a lot of joy out of that, even just playing anything that I were to make out of it or just finding stuff that other people make. So I think that would be a pretty worthwhile <clears throat> kind of thing to into that's cool yeah speaking of game builder garage i did see that uh, i don't think it's nintendo made but uh, i think someone actually did create a uh, a site that you can submit your games to and i guess and share it that way so um that's cool i guess it's gonna, it's gonna fill that void that uh, i think nintendo should have done that themselves but hey you know it works um yeah actually uh there's the olympic games right there 
Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm going to be working that backlog too and, and hopefully get in a few other demos. Um, that was one of the things that I, I did realize a few days ago and, and kind of led to what I did for this last couple of weeks was uh, I, you know, take a look at a lot of those demos that have been sitting on my Switch for a while and said, hey, you know what, it's, it's time to, to play those and actually experience what those games are about and see if I actually want to get the the full game um so that's what i i did uh last couple of weeks and probably going to be doing more of that um i have the world's end club uh on the demo as well um was actually planning on playing that yesterday and uh ended up getting sucked into um the the game that we're going to be uh reviewing um <laughs> next next podcast uh which is uh the long ago a puzzle tale um played that a lot more than i expected to um and so didn't actually get chance to to get world's end club yet so speaking of that game yep we do be a good have, idea to remind people we do have <laughs> a giveaway if you would like to win a copy of long uh, long ago, a puzzle tale. Uh, be sure to check out our our Twitter at Nintendo Fuse, and uh, we will be able to uh, give you all the instructions very very soon. Um, and uh, you could win a copy of that game, um, and we're going to be giving that away in episode two. Or, yeah, sorry, two thirty one. <laughs> episode two thirty one, um, which we're going to be live uh, going live on June fifteenth, and that's going to be at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Time and 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time that day, which is an hour earlier than we normally go live. So uh, make sure you follow us on on Twitter at Nintendo Fused. You'll be able to see all the instructions uh, of how to win a copy of that game on there. Um, it'd be something like, like I said, like, retweet, um, share this and that sort of thing. And uh, also, you know, share and or uh, like um, the developers and, and all that, um, we'll make it really clear. You do those things, you'll be entered into that drawing, and uh, you your name might be announced at our uh, on our next podcast on two thirty one, and you'll win a copy of uh, Long Ago a Puzzle Tale. So, um, yeah, well, and we're also going to give uh, our our further review and and thoughts and everything in a in a fun game chat on the, our next episode. So. Really excited about that. And uh, again, thank you so much to the developers and uh, publishers for being able to give us that opportunity to not only review the game, but also to give a copy away to you guys. Uh, so let's uh, let's wrap up uh, with just kind of a couple closing thoughts. Um, what's been coming up in general for you guys over the next couple of weeks? Greg, any, any big things coming up on the horizon other than, you know, checking out E3 and maybe ordering your Switch Pro? Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that sums up what I hope to be doing in <laughs> the next uh, two weeks. Um, really excited to play some more Age of Calamity, especially with like the hopefully get to keep the free DLC. But I guess we'll see how that works out. Nice, nice. Yeah, I didn't get my chance to get any. It's so sad. Yeah, I had a I had to create an Australian account. I didn't have one, um, but it was all I had to create one too. too late. <laughs> It's That's too no late excuse. by the time I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be on our Discord, Steve. Well, I was. We, we had the heads a, up on the time, and anyway, it landed at the wrong time. I just wasn't able to, you know, make it all happen. So, <laughs> how dare they, you know, have a glitch in the system at the wrong time? For shame, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Barry, anything, uh, anything coming up in your world over the next couple weeks? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be quite busy uh, now. We're doing uh, promotion circuits for. Uh, 
for the new games coming out uh, for new pre-orders. So in addition to the next playcast, which will be uh, recorded later this week, which will be on Awesome P1 and 2, again, you can get in our Pigeon Dev Games collection. Um, I'll also be on uh, Let's Get Gaming this Saturday with Jeff. Uh, we will be doing that. Uh, looking forward to that. And then also uh, Monday, I'll be recording Nintendo Drama or yeah, with them. So I don't know. I don't know if they will go live Saturday and Monday. That's just when the recording is. It might be a couple days before they actually go live. But uh, looking forward to being a guest on on their shows and uh, just love talking games. So uh, just excited about them. Cool, cool. Uh, I just noticed there was like we should probably for those of you guys that are in the chat. I'm just going to uh, I don't know if it'll, it'll do this well or not. I'm going to copy and, and paste that uh, the Mar Super Mario Brothers link in there, and maybe you guys be able to use it. I don't know if it. Sometimes links don't work very well in, in uh, YouTube chat, so we'll see how it works. Um, but we'll definitely have it in uh, there later. Um, yeah, I mean, other than other than uh, looking out for the uh, the Switch Pro and all those other things, I'm uh, probably going to be uh, getting some time in with uh, Super Mario Brothers. I'm actually going to be traveling. Uh, I'll be out of the country um, during E3, which is kind of weird um e3 came back and i had a trip out of the country so i'm going to be playing catch up uh once i get back i actually get back on the 14th so most of the day on the 15th i'm going to be playing catch up from everything that was announced while i was out of the country and uh and then hopefully be ready for our podcast so uh just a heads <laughs> up you guys might need to fill me in on anything i missed or uh you know didn't catch because i was trying to watch you know five days of information in uh in a 12-hour period but we'll see we'll see how that goes <laughs> especially since a lot of that will be way hours behind that you are then so it'll be like could be like in the middle of the night, be like, oh, Nintendo, here's Nintendo's uh, <laughs> online event, like at so midnight or I'm, something. I'm, time. I'm planning on uh, watching Nintendo's event, of course, first, and then uh, probably going to all of Dave's articles on NintendoFuse.com to fill me in on the rest. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, uh, pressure's on. You need to fill me in by uh, next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's awesome. I guarantee he's going to be doing it. So check out NintendoFuse.com for all those details, uh, mostly by Dave. Uh, way to go, Dave, for keeping us together on the blog side of things. Uh, guys, it's been awesome to talk games with you again. Uh, a couple couple weeks from now, we're going to be have E3 behind us. It's going to be crazy. Maybe we'll have Switch Pros in our hands. Who knows? I doubt in our hands. That's very optimistic. You just went from it from predicting that it would be announced at E3 to now saying, "Oh, we'll have them in our hands." <laughs> hey, if you can order it, who knows? <laughs> that doesn't knows. mean you can have it. You know, I'm just ready for some exciting new things. That's <laughs> maybe uh, Steve's but, trying oh to put the feeler out there to get us uh, review units of. Switch Pro. Yeah. So we yeah, could have it in our hands because we'll be, that'd be great. That's, you see the the actually I don't know if you can see it behind me or not. Uh the the switch uh or not the switch, the um two DS XL is is back there behind me. It's the only the only system that Nintendo has given me to review ever. Um and that one came out of the blue. I remember getting that in the mail. I'm like, what? They actually sent me hardware? this is a shock. <laughs> so like, I remember getting that early and that was cool, but 
yeah, I doubt I'm going to get a Switch Pro or any of us are going to get a Switch Pros for, for review. They're they're a little tighter with that stuff nowadays. Especially with COVID and the chip shortages and all that. Absolutely. You're going to be charging even IGN probably. Um, <laughs> oh, guys, it's always awesome to talk gaming with you. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Tonight was a, it was a longer episode, but we had a lot to talk about. Uh, and we're going to be back, like I said, uh, June 15th, an hour earlier for our live show. Uh, if you want to tune in live, be sure to do that at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, just for episode 231. We'll be back to our regular schedule after that. Uh, but thanks again for tuning in. Have a great night, everybody. But in, you, you may be listening to this after the fact. Maybe it's daytime. So have a great day as well. Um, but uh, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Happy gaming. Happy gaming.